0: day everyone and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show and today my special guest is Peter Sterling and we'll be talking about his new book Hearing the Angels Sing a true story of angelic assistance and we'll also be talking about his music. The book Hearing the Angels Sing takes readers on an extraordinary journey into Peter's delightfully magical world a world that follows the trail of synchronicity and angelic guidance through the challenges, distractions, revelations, and obstacles he encounters on the road to becoming a world-class harpist in service to the angels. With unusual candor, Peter reveals the personal details of his life, his devotion to spirit, yoga, meditation, mystical and shamanic journeys, it struggles with ego, materialism, and misguided authorities providing entrance into the reality where the angels can be felt and experienced. Peter Sterling is one of the world's premier harpists in the genre of new age and contemporary instrumental music. During his more than 28-year career with the harp, he has several number one records on the international radio charts. He is also a visual artist working in stained glass and digital photographic painting he calls portals of light, which are a unique alchemy of photography, digital effects, crystals, and gemstone powders, which which create um, multi-dimensional holographic mandals. For more information, you can visit Peter's website, which is harp.com. Magic.com. And today I'd like to welcome Peter to the show. Good day, Peter.
1: Good day, Robert. Hello, and thank you for having me today. Pleasure to be here. It
0: is. It's my pleasure. And, and I, I have a, a little story to start with. Uh, that's, you know, okay. sure I kind of got it. But, um, it was two days ago I was watching a streaming show and the, uh, Right at the very end of the show, the t- I stopped it, went back to the default on TV station, which happened to be Soundscape. And I, saw, and I, and I was listening to this music, which I, I love that music, and I thought, oh, this is really nice. Who is this? And it was you. It was, oh, gosh, what do you think? Uh, it was funny. It was, they were playing Waterfall Cascade um, from the oh, yeah. uh, Patterns of Reflect. Like, yeah, right. 2012. 2012 so ten years ago, so just That's happened right. the other day.
1: That's right. That was my big uh, 2012 album. Uh, that one that got a no, uh, uh, nomination for New Age Album of the Year went to number one on the uh, international New Age radio charts as well. So yeah, so glad you got yeah. to hear the music. And I would say that was some sort of divine synchronicity. That that would happen for you like that, and here we are today.
0: It, Wonderful. And, it, and I just, you know, of course, I shared it was my my folks on Facebook, and they thought too. They thought that there was something there that this, you know, um, it was yeah. it, it was just too coincidental to be a coincidence. So
1: oh, for sure. That's
0: that's yeah. how because those
1: angels work. You know, they love to create little fun synchronicities like that, which I call. The miracles of love that light the way. I'm a big believer in following synchronicity to one's, uh, that, de- you know, kind of soul's destiny and purpose and mission.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do too. I mean, I, I just, um, love synchronicity and, and we'll, we'll talk about it, um, a, a little bit later. Um, but I want to first start with, um, when, when did you first sense that, that angelic connection? hmm
1: well it all started for me gosh about 30 years ago when i moved to sedona arizona where i'm talking to you now i'm looking out my window at the red rock formations right outside my home here and um i was very much guided to come here back in the early 90s i was on my spiritual quest but uh shortly after i arrived and i'm I'm an avid outdoorsman so i started you know going deep into the backcountry here and experiencing the beauty here and i received a message from my inner guidance that i was to that i was going on a vision quest i was going to discover something about myself and that i should release all of my material possessions and acquire a volkswagen van which i did and i ended up living in my van for three years and sleeping every night out in the, the back country here out in the canyons and back in those days you could camp anywhere on the land it was very open here so it was a very special time Um, but uh, what happened to me during that period was I was really going I was on my quest to discover my mission I knew I was a light worker I knew I had a, a purpose here something big wanted to come through me and I felt that and that's that's really what led me to Sedona was to discover what it was I was feeling inside of me that wanted to come out and um so, I just was guided to just go into the back country and just sit sit in silence, sit and meditate in silence and that's what i did and and as I went deeper and deeper into the silence, um, i started my perception started to hear I became very sensitive to sound, energy and vibration and whatnot and I started to hear uh, what I perceived to be the subtle strains of some sort of music when I was out in the forest and it sounded kind of like classical. At first, I thought it was somebody out out there with a portable, you know, stereo that was playing some sort of symphonic music that I was hearing on the wind, you know, from the distance. But then I realized that, no, that, that wasn't it at all, that I was hearing something of a divine nature. And it seemed like, um, you know, the sound of the wind rustling in the leaves or the trickling of the little stream and the bird song All the sounds of nature kind of were in harmony with the sound I was hearing. And I I often say it was very much like the movie August Rush that starred Robin Williams about the boy who discovered the music and the sounds of nature. And that's exactly what happened to me. Uh, At first I heard it in nature, but then I realized it was something more than that, and my guidance was just to tune into it. And the more I tuned in, the louder it became. And then I was kind of overcome with this. Experience. It was very kind of transcendental very mystical experience, but my guidance was just let the music Connect with the sound you're hearing the sound current and allow the music to To take you to lift you and to take you on a journey So as I was sitting there out in the middle of the wilderness tuning into this Beautiful kind of celestial sound of what I was hearing of like the angelic choirs and celestial music. I had like a very strong kind of energetic experience where I was taken out of my body. I went up right out through the top of my head (laughs) to my, what we would call your crown chakra, and I went up into the light, and And I was hearing this beautiful music, and I, I was surrounded in this golden light. And then as I focused my inner vision, I discovered that I was surrounded by a group of angels that I was seeing, on the inner, on the inner planes with my inner vision. And uh, that's kind of how it started. From that experience, I made a connection with these angels, and we started to communicate with each other. I, I discovered that uh, I, I could communicate with them telepathically. I could hear them in my mind speaking to me, and they could hear me speaking to them in my mind. And we, we had a dialogue ensued, and they took me on this journey so that I could discover... Who I was and what's my soul's mission in this lifetime, and and that's how it all started.
0: Wow, wow, that's that is something. I now, it, it's correct that you don't have any formal music training. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. Yeah,
1: I, I, um, I never really, I, I had no formal music training as a child, really. Uh, uh, I, but as I say in my book, uh, hearing the angels sing, I when I was about six years old, Robert, this one evening I went into the living room and sat down at the old upright family piano that used to belong to my my grandmother, you know, that was now in our living room, and my older brother who's five years old, he was practicing violin, so I just sat down at the piano and I started improvising on the on the white keys, and. And I, I tapped into something and I started to do this every night and I started to get really good at these piano improvisations at six, seven years old and my mother started inviting friends to come over and listen to me play. And um it was very magical. I could just put my hands and it was just like coming out of me. But then what happened? My mother, you know, she wanted the best for me and she saw perhaps I had a talent here, so she called one of her friends who was an accomplished pianist in Los Angeles, and he came over to watch me play. And as he watched me, he he just kind of looked, he said, oh, no, 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 you're, you know, something like this is not the correct way to play. You're going to have to take formal lessons and learn the correct way to play. And when I, I looked at this older gentleman when I was six years old or so, I, It just completely short-circuited whatever was happening with me at that moment. And I think I thought to myself, if I cannot play my way, I don't want to play the piano. And I walked away from it. And it was unfortunate it happened in that way. But uh, that's what happened. And then when I got into the harp all these years later, um, and I started playing, the first little melodies started to come through very magically. And with these, I was like, wow, this kind of reminds me of the simple childhood melodies I was playing on the piano. So it's almost like that music came back to me like 30 years later, and I picked up right where I left off, and it took off from there.
0: Wow. That's that's something. You know, And it, 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 um, I'm, I'm never surprised at you know, just how how many um, dreams get um Get shattered or, or repressed, you know, with with that that kind of, um, you know, information that you got from um, the music teacher. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was, uh, I don't know, it, it just, um, I I have seen it time and time again, you know. So yeah, you know, I guess my my message to the to parents out there is that. Just, you know, be aware of your, your words, you know, and, and also, the, you know, those other influencers, teachers, and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, just to be aware of the importance of words and, and how it can happen, like a, you know, a, a, a talent that you have, obviously, since it, you know, came back you know, later on, but, but nonetheless, you know, one would, it would make you wonder, you know, what if you, you know, you were able, to, you were encouraged, you know, to do your, do it your way, you know, so to right. speak. Um, but, but nonetheless, you know, you had a different course, you know, and then of course that taught you a lot of different things as well, I'm sure. Um, That's true. I have a
1: 10 year old, I have a 10 year old son, yeah. as so I'm very much aware of what type of, um, you know, encouragements or, you know, being aware of any kind of negative programming I might give him. I, I don't do that at all. I'm all, always encouraging him and I'm watching him to see which kind of natural talents are emerging. Mm-hmm. It's something my parents really didn't do with me, so he's an unusual gifted child, very sensitive, so I'm just really watching his natural attributes kind of emerge
0: now at 10 years old and, and encouraging him to follow to follow his bliss, you know? Yeah. That's great. That's great. So encouraging to hear that. And so, um, you know, you're, you're talking about that that kind of experience at a young age. But I also understand that you you had at a young age um, out of body experiences. Um, I, I'm just curious about those, and it's a, a, an interest of mine. Cool.
1: Well, it's it's been a lifelong fascination for me. It started when I was a young child. My grandmother on my mother's side my Irish grandmother. She was one of my uh, close people and caretakers when I was a young child. And she would always whisper things into my ear when she was tucking me in at night. And she was a mystic and she was a meditator and she was a soul traveler. And she was uh, involved with the spiritual science called ekinchar, which is uh, the science of the inner light and sound. It's a ancient tradition that comes from the himalayas that came to this country in the 1950s my grandmother got involved with it learned the meditation techniques and she learned the um the uh, soul travel techniques or the astral travel where you could in your meditation you could visualize yourself leaving your body and ascending up into the higher spiritual planes where you would meet up with you know ascended masters in these golden temples of wisdom with other uh you know spiritual seekers that were there too kind of in their light body or whatever and uh, so my grandmother was very adept at this she she um, attained a very high level of uh, mastery with it she was known as a fifth initiate it was the highest level of attainment back in these days uh, she was very connected and she would tell me that as she's walking around los angeles because she in her 80s she volunteered several times a week with the blind and she received a special honor from the mayor of los angeles for her charity work and but she would just take the the bus the rtd around los angeles in her 70s and 80s and she would tell me that she's just listening to the angelic music she hears violins and strings and I was so fascinated by this as a young boy, and then as I became a teenager and I went through the, the change into manhood at about 14 or 15, uh, that's when she started giving me the actual books and the training books with the actual techniques. Because I was inquisitive, I was inquiring, and she checked with her organization and they said, If he's inquiring, give him the books now, he's ready. So at fourteen, fifteen, she started giving me more of the techniques and the books. I started del- diving into those, and that's when I really started having really dramatic experiences out of body. I write about this in my book, and, and actually when I was younger, my first out-of-body experience was in the fifth grade because they thought I was hyperactive, and they put me on Ritalin medication. Which is a psychotropic drug. And I started having out of body experience floating above my, out of my body in fifth grade class, floating out the window and floating above the school. It was very scary for me back then. Uh, but so it started with that. Then as a teenager, you know, my grandmother gave me the books and then I delved into that. And then as I got into my twenties, I really started exploring my shamanic journey and started to experiment with all sorts of psychedelics. Uh, and and uh, in my 30s and 40s, when I came to Sedona, I was doing, I would go out on the land. I would do a lot of shamanic journeys by myself and use different sacred substances, uh, which are now becoming legal now across the United States, uh, including, you know, mushrooms, psilocybin. One of the most dramatic mm-hmm. things that I found that came to me, and this is all in my book, uh, is when I connected with a ketamine And I was very much into the work of Dr. John Lilly, who developed the uh, flotation tank. Um, And he was also interspecies communications scientist communicating with dolphins. But he developed the flotation tank where you lay on warm salt water, you're in a weightless environment in the dark. So I got turned on to that uh, here in Sedona in the early 90s, along with ketamine. John Lilly, Dr. Lilly, was using ketamine in the float tank. And I read his his autobiography and many of his books where he talked about his experiences. And I was very intrigued by what he wrote about. And then through a certain uh, circumstance of synchronicity, ketamine came into my life. And at the time I was doing it, it was very much illegal and I was carrying this material with me, and, uh you know, I was taking a risk of having it. Now it's legal. We have psychotherapy-assisted ketamine therapy here in Sedona, where you can come and they'll queue up to an IV of ketamine, and you can leave your body for 45 minutes or an hour and go up into the fifth dimension. And and it's amazing what happens to people. So that's what I was doing. I was did a series of these uh kind of out-of-body experiences using uh, ketamine, And uh, it was when I would leave my body that these angels were there. It was kind of at the same time as I was saying, I was in the wilderness. I was tuning in, doing my meditation and spiritual practice, but I was also, you know, enhancing it by using certain sacred substances that were opening up my mind so that I could expand my perceptions and, and tap into something. I was really... I was really passionate about this and obsessed with, like, having some sort of cosmic transcendental experience of my own because I had read many books of many masters and people that have talked about their spiritual experience. But I was yet really to have one life-changing for myself. But then when ketamine came, when I discovered I could leave my body at ease, I could— I could uh you know, take this ketamine and within three minutes I would be out of my body, floating above my body, floating above the house, floating above Sedona, and then out into the solar system. And then the universe was there wherever I wanted to go. You just think and you could just travel with this. It's really amazing. But what happened to me on these initial experiences when I got out of my body, then I saw the angels, then I was surrounded by a group of about 12 of them. I called them like a flock of angels. And these were the cherubs, the little chubby baby angels that we see oftentimes depicted on the um, art, classical Renaissance art of the Sistine Chapel, Michelangelo, and, you know, painted the cherubs in um, the Sistine Chapel and whatnot. And um, they came to me. They were with me. And I saw them with my eye, with my inner vision. But then ultimately, Robert, what happened when I developed... As I said, I developed communication with them telepathically, and I went on many journeys with them. Every time I would do the ketamine, they would be waiting on the other side, <laughs> waiting to take me and show me incredible
0: things. Did you want to say something? I would say, yeah, Peter's on his way, Let's get ready for him, right? So show, show him something else.
1: Yeah, and they were always with me, and they were they, – they were like a guiding light. They were – what I discovered is, Robert, is once I made the, the communication uh, hookup with them, they shared a lot of things about the history of my soul and and what was in store for me. And they basically revealed to me that my life's mission that I had been asking to be revealed to me with all of this deep inner shamanic work, I would, my quest was to discover, you know, who – who am I? Why am I here? And what is my mission? You know, these are like the three big questions we all want answered to, to fulfill us spiritually so we know what we're here and what's our purpose. And so that's what I was asking for. And then they, they, they told me that your purpose is to be a harpist and channel the heavenly music of what you're hearing, channel the music of the angels. They said, if you agree to Go on this journey with us, that we will help you. We will work as a team to help you and to bring... They told me that I was to channel a special music that was to come to earth at this time at the dawning of the great awakening, of the awakening of the golden age, of the ascension, whatever you want to call it, of the raising of the frequency of humankind. They told me that music has this powerful ability to sh- change frequency which we all know we can be feeling very sad and depressed and we can put on a piece of music and it can uplift us it can pull us out of our depression i've had many people writing letters from around the world telling me that my music has helped to lift them out of depression and they don't need their medication anymore but um that's that's what they revealed that i was to channel the angels music And that the music was going to go all over the world, that I would become a big star, this and that. At first I couldn't believe what they were, because I was, I was like 33 years old, and music wasn't a big part of my life at the time. I had played piano earlier as a child, and I had a Native American flute that I would play when I walked through the canyons here, but I, other than that, I wasn't really doing music. But then the angel said, you're to be a musician. I was like, what, you want me to play the harp? And at first I said to them, how about the guitar? I'd rather play the guitar. And they said, no. They <laughs> said, sorry, there's a million guitar players out there, but you, our son, you will play the harp, and you will be one of the only people in the world doing this. And I was like, when hmm. I thought about it, and I, I molded it over for a while, and, you know, I, I thought I was perhaps losing my mind, um, you know, uh, and I just share one experience, how the angels, for those who are listening who are curious how to connect with angels, and how they communicate to us. We all have angels around us, that's for sure. And one of the ways they communicate to us is by creating synchronicities that they'll put within our awareness to, to stimulate an idea, to awaken something to us, or that we, or to encourage us to move perhaps in a certain direction or a certain endeavor or activity, they they often increase the number of synchronicity in your life. As soon as you start connecting with an angel, magic and synchronicity gets put on full blast. So, so for the, your listeners, if they're wanting to increase the rate of synchronicity, connect with your personal angels and they will do that. But this one day when I was, you know, having doubts, I thought I might be losing my mind because it was a very other worldly experience, Robert. I was living in my van. I was living in the wilderness, and, um you know, I was doing these sacred medicines. It was very multidimensional. I was spending a lot of time in these higher planes kind of out of my body, and I wasn't sure if I was – it was a very on-the-edge experience. I wasn't sure if I was pushing it too far and I might snap, you know, because that's, sometimes that's happened to people. If too much comes too soon, you can't handle it. But – but the angels were gentle with me, but this one day when I was questioning it, I I was camping out in the canyons here, and this one night I, I decided, when I drove out there at night, I decided to set up a tent and sleep in a tent on the ground out in the forest, where a place off the trail, nobody around. And I set up my tent, and in the morning when I woke up and I unzipped my tent and stood up in the morning light, looked up at the red rocks, and then something drew my attention down to my feet, and I was standing barefoot in the sand, this red rock soft sand, and there was something shiny by my foot. And I reached down, and I dusted the dirt away, and I picked up, and lo and behold, to my amazement, it was a sterling silver cherub, like a, like a, a cupid, like with a bow and arrow, like a pendant that would hang on somebody's necklace. But it wasn't on a necklace. It was just a solitary angel pendant that was right at my foot in the middle of the forest where nobody had camped before. (laughs) And I was like, wow, you know, like this is the type of magic that angels can bring into your life. I mean, they interpenetrate into this world. They have the ability from their higher plane, their higher dimension of which they exist within that unified field of oneness and divine love They have a way to actually penetrate into our dimension here, into our reality, and check change here, manipulate physical things here. It's just amazing what they're capable of doing. So that was kind of like one of those moments, like an aha moment, where I really got that, okay, these angels are real. I'm not making this all up, and I'm going to go for it.
0: (laughs) And I never looked back from that moment on. (laughs) That's great. Wow, what a story. Yeah, I know I'm one too that um enjoys synchronicity and I I had a history of um just uh not being able to discern messages, you know, angelic guidance from mind chatter, you know, so often I would just say, Okay, you know, you gotta kinda of let me know <laughs> You know, very clearly, you know, very, so, yeah. it, and it did, it did show up in synchronicities. And, and so now, whenever they happen, I always just, because of my history, I always take a moment to stop and say, thank you, <laughs> thank you for that. And, um, I appreciate it, you know, and then, you know, just because, you know, I know that, that, that was, that was the connection that I wanted to give it credence and, and to say, hey, I know sometimes I don't listen, but, but I got a good that. Well, I think it's,
1: especially in the times we're living in now, Robert, with there's so much confusion and there's so much illusion in this world and false truth and everybody wants to know, where's the truth? Who's telling the truth? Which way should I go? You know, in these very kind of chaotic, uncertain times that we're living in right now that's You know, tremendous change has swept through all of our lives over the last year or two. And, you know, things are still very unstable and uncertain in so many ways, you know, health-wise, economically, globally, environmentally. There's so much kind of intensity happening right now. And I think, you know, when people just try to figure it out purely from their human perspective, from a 3D type of uh, orientation, in this house of mirrors in which we're living, you know, all the great masters have told us, all the great masters from every tradition have told us that this world is nothing but an illusion. It's like a dream world that we're living in. That there is another higher reality that is more pure and more real to the soul. But, but this is like ever shifting, ever changing kind of transient reality, and if you're just trying to navigate it purely with your mind and intellect, this, this does not have a very high success rate. Um, uh, but with the angels, as I was saying, we all have angelic an- guides and angels with us from the time of birth. We have at least one guardian angel that is assigned to us to assist us from the other side to help us, to watch over us, to keep us out of trouble, keep us safe, but also to lead us towards our higher destiny and to reconnect us with the divinity within, with the God within ourselves and with our higher self or our I am presence or your Christ self, whatever you want to call it. There's many names for it, but basically it's like the divine self. It's the God self, the Atma which lives within all of us at the soul level that's the connection that needs to happen and so that's that's the endeavor of the angels is to get us connected because once you have that connection then then your divine guidance is connected and you can it can help us to navigate these kind of times we're living in so i love to encourage people if they're if they're wanting to to shift their perspective to put their life on a new plane of existence and to raise their frequency is to connect with your personal angels and you do that just by reaching out to them with your love with your prayers and just acknowledge them as soon as you start to look for them and to acknowledge their presence and ask them to come to you to show themselves to reveal themselves and if you speak uh, a, a, a deep pure prayer from your heart that you want this connection they'll show up they will show up they'll come into your life and they will start creating little synchronicities like we were talking about so that you will know they were there And you got to start paying attention you got to start really paying attention and looking looking for them looking for these little miracles of light that they're placing in front of you so you got to clear the lens of your perception Pay attention, be totally present in the here and now, and pay attention to what's unfolding in front of you. If you get a a hunch to call that person, or if you saw a sparkle out of the peripheral vision out the corner of your eye, or if you heard that loud ringing went off in your ear when you were having a thought about something like, maybe I should do this, maybe I should take that trip, and now all of a sudden that loud ringing goes off. This is oftentimes the angels are communicating, they communicate with vibration, there's such a high frequency you just have to they only have to get near your ear in your aura, and your ear is so subtle because we have these very sensitive you know bones in our ear that can pick up these very subtle vibrations that we can't really hear audibly but but on a sub audible level, they're there, and our ear can pick it up, and it often comes with that ringing sound. so you pay attention to that. Pay attention to that itch. Pay attention to that spark of light out of the corner of your eye when you whatever. Try to remember what you were just thinking about. This is the way the angels work with us.
0: Yeah, very much so. Well, we're just halfway past um, half time there, Peter. So I'm going to take just a quick break, um, and I do want to invite listeners if you would like to call in and ask Peter any questions. You can call in at six one nine seven eight nine four three five nine. And for those listening live in the chat, know if you have any questions, feel free to post them there. Um, and then when we come back from break, Peter, I want to um, talk a little bit about angelic guidance, kind of like the guidance of God and just the implications of guidance, okay? I'd love to. Thank you. And everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us and I hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,600 shows that we have had during the past 12 years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, nature photography, calendars, and 5x7 photo greeting cards. Our show is a free podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iHeart Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, etc., and we also have buttons to those platforms on the top of our homepage. Our website, byteradio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone. Thank you for staying with us again today. My special guest is Peter Sterling. And we're talking about his new book, Hearing the Angels Sing, A True Story of Angelic Assistance. And we've been talking about the the book and as well as the music. For more information, you can visit Peter's website, which is www.harpmagic.com. Again, that's harpmagic.com. Okay, with that, we're back, Peter? Yes, I'm here. Great. Um, So... I'm a, like you said before the break, guides. Now, um, you know, I, I'm sure that in your book you cover not only the high points, but the challenges, you know, mm-hmm. and some of the yeah. maybe obstacles that you encountered. So my question is, um, how does the, or how did yeah. um, the angelic assistance, you know, that, that communication you have, how did that, um, help in, you know, in those challenging times. I mean, and, and was it, you know, was it just in those challenging times or did you, I mean, was it just, uh, in the good times and bad kind of thing?
1: Well, um, you know, the, once the angels made their presence known to me, and as I was saying, then the magic started to unfold rapidly. And, uh, you know, after I told the angels that I would do it, that I would be the channel for their heavenly music, within one week, I met a woman here in Sedona who turned out she was a harpist, and I told her I had been feeling drawn to the harpist, so well, i have a small little Celtic harp for sale if you'd like to come over and try it. And so I did, and I went to her home, and I could hear my angels just singing to me, Oh my God, this is the harp, this is the harp, you know. They totally (laughs) set me up. And so I I went and I tried this little harp, and I bought it, very inexpensive, like a few hundred dollars, and it came with a carrying case, and I took it into my Volkswagen van, and and, uh, I just went out into the forest with my harp. And my hands knew what to do, Robert. It was like, I just take out this magic harp. And I go out in the forest someplace where there's no people around and I would just sit at this harp and put my hands to the strings and my hands began to move by themselves. It was like an energy came over me that was very strong. And, and at first it was, it was, it was a little bit of frightening. Uh, it was, I was a little bit, you know, put back by it just because Mm -hmm. I'd never felt anything quite that strong before. But I could hear the angels they were whispering to me in my ear, Robert, and they continually said over and over and over, trust, surrender, and let go. Trust, surrender, and let go. And as the more that I did that, the more that my hands began to move on the strings where it got to the point, Robert, where I I wouldn't even be moving the my fingers. They were just being animated by some energy that was coming through. And It happened very quickly. I mean, melodies and songs started coming through within, you know, the first two or three weeks with the instrument. And then, long story short, uh, ten months later, without any formal lessons, the angels guided me to go into the recording studio and make my first recording here in Sedona, which I did. And I created a cassette tape called Harp Magic that had eight songs on it. And I first printed 50 copies, and I colored them by hand. I put them in the shops here in Sedona. They started selling, mm-hmm. and and then it just started to take off. And then I got a, an international recording deal. This is all in my book, by the way. I got a call from a record label that was searching for a harpist. They had found out about me, and they tracked me down. It's like miraculous, this doesn't really happen. I signed a worldwide recording contract for five albums with worldwide distribution, and that they took my first little cassette tape, remastered it, made a CD, put it out all over their network around the world, and it got nominated for String Album of the Year in the Indie Awards in 1994. Um, and uh, it was very exciting, and I just shot like a rocket with this. But then things changed for me, and the record label got sold, and all my people there went away, and I lost my record deal, and, you know, things fell apart for me after having that initial success, and I questioned whether or not I wanted to continue down this path with the angels and the harp, and it got really bad. I fell into a depression at times, and... And it, it, this is in my book, by the way, and I, I used to have sui- suicidal thoughts. I used to mm. fantasize about dousing my heart with gasoline and throwing it off a cliff into the ocean and, and never coming back to it. But the angels were always there with their unconditional love and their light and always creating those synchronicities to to show me, you know, right when I'd be in the darkest uh, time and doubting everything, I'd get a call from somebody or a letter would come in the mail with, from a fan who would write me a beautiful letter about how my music had touched them and brought healing into their life. And that would re-inspire me and that would just show me that what I have was real and I need to stay with it. So the angels are always with us through the ups and downs of life. That's one of the great things. They don't, they don't leave you in your moment of need or your dark dark night of the soul they're always there to help us through because they love us so much and once you get to have a connection with your angels or with the angels however you want to see it uh, in order to do that you have to raise your frequency you have to come up to their vibration and that's one of unconditional love and oneness they live what I learned, Robert, by all my journeys with the angels, which I describe in my book, one of the all pervading feelings of when I was really out of my body and up in the angelic realms with them is this feeling of all pervading love. Like just love is all there is. It's it's the most it's the glue that holds the universe together. And um it you know, it changed my life. Once I got to feel that and stand in that light, in the angelic light with the angels that it, it just completely changed me i think down even to a dna level you know it just completely activated my dna and i'm not i don't think i'm the same person as i used to be it was much kind of a before and after experience so so i encourage your listeners if they're looking for upliftment if they want to move their life into a new plane of existence and rise above the fray and step out of the matrix and and illuminate yourself spiritually, raise your vibration so that a sense of grace can come into your life. You know, life is not just about struggle and hardship and working, working to make life happen. There's another way to live a life, and divine grace can come into your life, and it's just about opening your heart connecting with the oneness of god of the universe of the angels of the masters and really ascending your vibration up to this higher level whatever you have to do to raise your vibration there's different things we can do and and also say right here that my music my recorded music on my cds it is for this purpose because my my music holds the vibration of the angelic spheres and the, and the dimensions in the music and if you Listen with your heart, and if you close your eyes while you're listening to my music, you can go on these incredible journeys because the music stimulates all this, you know, beautiful imagery in the mind's eye, and you can really travel with my music. That's, that's how I made it working directly with the angels, being guided by them, is that this music is like an angelic transport. If you just listen to it and close your eyes and open up your imagination, And be open and surrender. Let it take you. It can take you on a journey, and you can see something that might illuminate your soul or might illuminate a, a divine truth for you that can, if that happens, you will never be the same. You'll never look back, and your life will start to vibrate at a different rate. And that's when the magic can happen. That's when things will start to be drawn into your sphere of influence into your life, and you will see the magic happen.
0: Amazing how it works. Yeah. Well, so when, you know, speaking you know, of kind of closing her eyes and listening you know, you during the break you said that you wouldn't mind playing um some That's music right. course. So so uh, maybe we can have those um, listeners kinda stuff of blender and let go and yeah. listen.
1: Let's do that right now for everybody. So I invite I invite you Robert and, and everybody who's listening to we'll just take a little angelic journey right now I'll, I'll play my harp I'm going to invite the angels to come in rose and that they can guide my fingers on the string on the strings. I'm just going to improvise a little bit and we're going to see if we can write a vibration and bring in some of that angelic light so here we go.
0: Well, that was very soothing. That, very nice. Thank you. Yeah, that, that's wonderful. Um, so now when this, you know, you, you basically said that you kind of channel the, the music. Yeah. And, you no, know, um so how do, do you, I mean, do you play the, the piece once? I mean, how, how does it, um, I mean, one of these things, you, you play it and then you, you know, you, that it's, you don't, I mean, but do you record the music or, or how, how is, you know, your future, uh, replays of a piece, do, do they change, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just curious about the process, you know, right. channeling it in and then, I guess, the reproduction of it.
1: Right. Uh, it happens in a couple different ways. Um, there are songs, like on my uh, album, my award-winning album, Harp Dreams, which each song is like a series of dream sequences. One of the songs on there, uh, called Lady of the Lake, uh, that song was inspired by the book The Mists of Avalon. And I had just finished reading the book The Mists of Avalon. It probably took me about a month to read it on and off and, it's the story of King Arthur and the, the Holy Grail. Um, and I was very much fascinated by the Celtic legends and myths and, um, and that story of the Holy Grail and, and the um, Arthurian legends. And, and in the story, there was a harpist that's featured prominently. Uh, but once I finished this book, I, I put the book down and I went right to the harp. And a song came through, and then I developed it. I kept playing it and kind of developing it over time before I recorded it in the studio. And that that happens sometimes where there's a piece that will kind of come in. I I discover my music through improvisation, and I I sit down at the harp, and I just let my fingers just do what they want, dance on the strings. And then when something emerges, like a melody line uh, that has a – feeling to it, it catches my attention, that I'll I'll take that and I'll develop that into a piece over time. But now my album that came out last year, which is called Sanctuary of Light, and that won the Hollywood Music Award for New Age Ambient uh, Song of the Year uh, last year, um, that album came right before the pandemic broke out and the angels were like Okay, you need to make some music that's very ethereal, extremely ethereal and healing and soft, no rhythm or percussion. Because some of my stuff has a little bit of percussion and rhythm in it, but this was supposed to be mm. very ethereal and floaty from the beginning. I was like, okay, I'll do it. And I just went into the recording studio. I, in my home here in Sedona, I have a recording studio, so whenever I feel the inspiration, I can just hit the record button and, and capture what's coming through. I'm lucky in that way. But for this instance, I just hit the record button, sat at the harp, and played just from my heart, uh, pieces that I had, were improvisational from start to finish, and I recorded the whole thing, and that's what became my album, Sanctuary of Light. So some of the songs are, when I recorded them, I played them for the first time. They were just raw and fresh like a channeling, something that I didn't develop. It was in the moment, and it happened, and I was able to capture it. And then some other songs, they develop over time before I record them.
0: Okay. Well, I was curious about that, Um, you know, because, you know, once it came through, I mean, it was, um, I was wondering, is that that it? (laughs) You know, but, but you know, now it makes sense when you talk about, you know, either you have that one, you know, collection of notes that kind of you want to develop, you know, and then you have those that are just strictly channeled. I mean, you know, kind of um, they're raw. <laughs> I mean, you basically, yeah, um, yeah they come clear they're finished. Um, so what would you say is uh for this particular period of time, you know, Rico, you mentioned that, you know, that you kind of had that, um, guidance to do the ethereal kind of, uh, music for this period. So, what, what do you, what's, what's your take on the kind of like the current environment that we're in, you know, and, and then, you know, maybe any, uh, insight from that, uh, angelic kind of conversations that you might have about this time? Mm-hmm. Well, of course, with the angels.
1: They're always positive. They're always hopeful. They instill hope into the soul. Um, this is something we need more than ever right now. Um, but I'm, I'm encouraged for the, for what, what the angel showed me, Robert, was, um, last year, you know, what they showed me was during the heights of the pandemic lockdown when the whole world came to a standstill, and uh, I remember those times. It was a very unnerving time, and I remember here in Sedona, for myself, as this pandemic was first sweeping the planet, I thought maybe, wow, you know, nobody saw this coming. I mean, maybe some people did, but probably more of us kind of normal folk, we weren't really looking for a pandemic to strike. And all of a sudden, this did, and, you know, the whole world came to a stop. And I remember watching the videos of the animals coming out of the forest and the dolphins coming back into the bays and the inlets and the harbors and so forth. And the world had found peace all of a sudden. And, and I remember even looking at the skies of, of New Delhi and Beijing. The smog cleared because nobody was driving And to me, it just showed the resilience of the environment. If man was just able to stop for a moment, you know, the environment would probably balance itself out and clear. But what the angels showed me here was that during the time of that, the height of the lockdown, when everybody was, you know, huddled in a corner in their house and nobody went out really, and and all the commerce stopped and everything shut down, all the flights stopped and everything stopped, there was a synchronization that happened with humanity, because in that moment, if if you ever doubted that we were all connected, that all of humanity was connected, in that moment you saw that indeed the true reality is that we are all connected biologically here. Uh, and then also, because there was, because of the stopping, it was like a collective near-death experience. And, and there was a synchronization, a unification that happened with humanity for the first time in history. That had never happened in the history of the world, where the whole world stopped, right? Never happened before. So, in that, in the collective consciousness, in the resonant field of humanity, there was a synchronization, synchronization that happened. And what the angel showed me, because of that, that there's going to be an upgrade for humanity. Because... The energy is increasing. The spiritual light is coming in. This is all, we know this. The the frequencies are changing and they're able to measure, you know, the Schumann resonance and the, the magnetic field of the earth is weak now. So there's an influx of cosmic rays coming into the planet that's affecting us, affecting our DNA and so forth. But during that synchronization phase of when the whole world connected, that there's going to be an upgrade and many gifts are going to be coming from this is what the angels told me Uh, because we have been told for a long time that as humanity evolves and awakens new technologies for instance will be available to us new things will come in and and it's going to be like a renaissance like that was like a dark time of the plague just like it was in medieval Europe and then after the plague was the birth of the renaissance and all the great Art and literature just sprung forth out of that dark period. Well, that's what's happening now. And I'm in the Grammy Awards, and I just voted in the Grammys, and I have to tell you that this year the music that was all produced during the pandemic is absolutely mind-blowing. Some of the most beautiful projects, big projects, in the New Age category, I'm saying, like five nominees this year, and four of the main projects were big projects with people all over the world collaborating and doing like Zoom recording sessions where they recorded musicians from all over the world remotely and it was just incredible what was created musically in the New Age music this last year so it, my belief is that uh, I always have to have a positive uh, belief what the angels and the, the masters have showed me is that You know, it's always darkest before the dawn, and I just, I believe in the good of humanity, and I believe in the the good, the nature of the human collective soul, and there's so much beauty and potential there, and I feel like that's what's going to come out. I think it's going to be like a grassroots movement. We're going to see more and more of just transformational changes in our culture and society coming from the grassroots, not from governments. But from the people and and I believe there's a glorious future for humanity I have to believe that otherwise I would live yeah. in a kind of a dire dark existence uh negativity and I can't live that way so I feel, feel
0: positive yeah. for the future. That's good that's good and I agree with you that you know it it really was that one um, incredible moment in time where we saw our connectedness not only to each other but also to the planet and and you know, I it was my hope too that that um, was just enough of a glimmer for you know to to inspire you know our up and coming generation, you know to kind of uh, make more of that peacefulness <laughs> you know that occurred during that time. Um, now, before we go, we we have only a couple minutes left. I, I do want to mention that um in your with your book, Hearing Danger Things, you also include a CD, correct? That that is
1: correct. Yeah, it's it's uh, there's a 70 minute CD in the back of the book, and it's like the soundtrack. So that the book, the way I wrote the book, Robert, the way the angels guided me to write this book, it's a fully immersive experience. So when you read my book, and the music is there to play softly in the background, like a soundtrack, as you're reading, if you do it that way, it's very powerful. And the angels will come through the words, and you will be taken into their realm. I've received many letters from people uh, reporting this to me, and it was just a very kind of special way. Like my music is holographic the way the angels have shown me. Like when you listen to my music with headphones, there's a whole kind of sonic environment that kind of opens up auditorily to you where you can see the sounds in your imagination. It's the same way the angels showed me and guided me how to write the book. When you read the book, it can be totally activating and it can kind of open portals uh, within your own awareness, within your own consciousness, and it can kind of open that door for you into the angelic realms where you can get a glimpse of the angelic light. And if you want to ascend up to that place, you can. You'll you'll be given access. The book is a doorway. It's a portal just like my music is, and they work really beautiful together. And then, of course, my visual art is like the visual component of it, and I have some pictures of my art as well on my website at harpmagic.com. So come over and have a full sensory experience with the angels
0: over at harpmagic.com. All How could you pass up an offer like that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, Peter, this is –
1: I also just want to mention that uh, I have a really nice channel on Pandora and on Spotify. I have a wonderful playlist of all my songs on Spotify, so look me up there. On uh, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and uh, SoundCloud as well. So I'm on all, and also I'm played on Sirius Satellite Radio on channel 68 on the Spa Station. So listen to me there, and also on um, what is it? Soundscapes on the cable TV. I'm a regular <laughs> where you heard me
0: the other day. Yep, exactly. You're just everywhere. So if there's a harp, <laughs> chances are you're behind. <laughs> well, <laughs> well now this is really been a treat, Peter. I I really en- enjoyed our conversation. I I love your music, um, and I really want to thank you for your time today.
1: Hey, Robert, it's been a pleasure to talk with you and share with everybody today. So everybody have a wonderful new year. Wish everybody the best in 2022.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Again, everyone, today my special guest has been Peter Sterling. We've been talking about his new book, Hearing the Angels Sing, A True Story of Angelic Assistance. And again, as you mentioned, you can find out more by visiting the website, which is harpmagic.com. Everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing inspiration of the show, and until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, Amazon Music, and Audible. To follow our show on any of those platforms, visit byteradio.me and select the one you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Byte Radio Me. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.